Hi. Hello. How are you? It's late. I got a late start today because I have anxiety. Um, and what that means is it's probably more than anxiety, honestly. But what that means is that every time I did one thing for class, I did three other stupid things. They're not stupid. Don't be mean to yourself. But I did other things that weren't necessarily for class. Like I decided I want a folder for my MAT, like for everything. And by folder, I mean binder. And so I'm organizing that and I'm hole punching. And then I'm like, you know, this would be a great day to clean my desk and just like reorganize and like clean up the vibe, um, which is still in progress. But I decided I really needed to get this stuff done. And then my sister called and then I wanted more coffee and then carrots sounded good. And it's my life. It's who I am. But we're getting it done and we're getting it done. You know, that's the beauty of the class. Um, so I just wanted to touch base with you before I got started. It took me probably way longer than it did anybody else in the whole on the whole planet to read today's assigned reading. Um, I printed it out because I finally got ink for my printer and I'm one of those people I need it to not be on a computer for me to read and that's totally cool like I love the digital like asynchronous vibe um, but I like printing stuff out and having it so I can mark on it because that's just who I am as a person. Um, I even print out our agendas because I like to physically be able to cross it off um, and that helps me stay organized uh, also, I love any excuse to use a cute highlighter. I am a teacher. Let me live my life. So as I got started or got to the point where I was like, I'm going to record today for my response because I just want more, um, you know, experience and practice with this. Um, it really wasn't included on today's like options, but you know, I know how it goes and I know that I will be supported. Um, if this is how I want to practice and make my voice heard. And it is. Um, so as I'm going through things, I'm here on anchor and I'm just looking at my numbers and all these things I didn't know mattered. And first off, I have no money, um, on my anchor account because <laughs> I'm not a voice that's making money right now. Second off my, uh, episodes, like the only two that I have here, four people listen to a year in pets and one person listened to my other episode my portfolio reflection and all I'm saying is I'm gonna need us to step up the game I'm gonna need more people to <laughs> listen to me I know there are more than y'all on our padlet so you know help a girl out <laughs> and of course I don't actually care this is for me so I went through and I made some you know highlights in my pretty purple stabilo highlighter and I just want to touch base on one thing because this is just where my mind is after uh this past year um I love on page 141 where the section ends does this make you uncomfortable it makes me uncomfortable and here's why I'm realizing my print powerful self is not quite as literate as I had once assumed I've also concluded that if my teaching practices aren't serving all of the writers in any room they aren't necessarily the best. It's more likely that they are privileged. And so am I. Oof. Oof. <laughs> that sat on top of my heart and within my soul. Because, yes, to all of the above. Um, 
that is somebody checking their privilege in real time and being like, hey, teachers, do the same. Um, if we are weighing alphabetical writing and our practices that we have been taught because of that's how because that's how we were taught as students and we are putting alphabetical writing and all of those things on a pedestal we and when i say if we are i mean when we are that is privilege that is privilege in every single way um i think she goes on later to discuss uh oral tradition and how that is the preferred and sacred practice among many cultures and when we force people to you know see that pedestal the way we see it we are doing a lot of people a disservice and that is through the voice of somebody who is really just now waking up to all of these things uh i could be i could be cool and say like you know, these two things, like these two snippets, I can make them move smoothly into one another. Um, but I just want to show the fail and the fact that I forgot this cuts you off at four minutes and 59 seconds and you have to kind of like string them together. So I was discussing just how I'm just now waking up to the privilege that we hold in the classroom um, when we value certain forms of composition over others. And let's be real. Our current educational system and the way that we do things is all based in white supremacy culture. So I feel like this is my form of civil disobedience as I dive deeper into these kinds of things so that I can share them with my kids. Um, so I just wanted to share that little snippet from page 141 that I thought was interesting. I also highlighted writers gain traction when they focus on a small target and sharpen the skills and strategies to hit it. Truer words have never been spoken uh, at Tori Millette because this is how I have to live my life. I can't think of a day as like 20 different tasks. I have to bite them off in small, tiny pieces and treat every single one of them as a big gain. So when I get the trash taken out, I'm like, boom, hit the big target. When I get one assignment done for this class, I'm like, boom, hit the target. I take them smaller and make sure and I take them in smaller pieces and make sure that what I'm doing is like a tangible goal for myself or else I'm going to get overwhelmed. And guess what? Much like kids, I'm going to shut down because we all know that being 27 years old, you're just a big kid, literally. So I thought that this was so important for me as a human being, as well as a teacher, because I'm thinking about how often I give my kids these big nebulous goals that mean more to me than they do to them. And they're hard to break down. It's okay to take baby steps. It's, and they're not even baby steps. Everything that we do, like, let's not minimize what we're doing. It's a big deal. Each thing that we do, no matter how big or small it is to me, for those students that are just now doing these things, it's a big accomplishment. And I want to treat it as such. So that, you know, leads into the planning wheel. And that's helpful for my brain as far as planning a unit or an activity. I think that that's really, really important. And there were some other things that I highlighted. Um... Just little snippets. Uh, hi, shout out Jason Paul Mary, page 147. I fangirl every time I see his name in the stuff that we read. I love it. Um, on page 147 as well, we're under design thinking. 
I loved the um, more mindset than process design thinking is how we create and is fueled by a brand of empathy that calls creatives to action. I love that. I'm an empath and I know that people roll their eyes when they hear that, but I am an empath. I really value that. And I think that empathy is a big thing that kids are not being taught actively anymore. Some people are just gifted with it. Some people have it, but it needs to be nurtured in a way that we're not nurturing it. And I just love that we're talking about this in an academic setting. Empathy isn't the work of a single phase of any process either. For instance, we practice empathy when we ask for and provide meaningful feedback. When we tinker with our creations in order to create a better fit for those who will read them or use them. And when we take care to share what we've made at just the right times in just the right ways. I love that. I That hits my soul. Because I think a lot of people just feedback is going through the motions. And feedback, we, we fear criticality because it means in our culture that we didn't do it right the first time. And if we didn't do it right the first time, we're a failure. But empathy and meaningful feedback go hand in hand. I'm here to make the, help you make this more what you want it to be. Not better, but I'm here to help you meet your goal. And this is how I'm seeing as, as seeing it as a consumer. And I think that's just such a valuable point for me as a person. Um, and again, Shauna Coppola in this chapter. I love it. Um, this was a lot of information for me. But it's so important. Um, we talk about mentor texts, prototyping, bit by bit. I love all of this. But in my brain, it's a lot to process. Um yeah, this is a lot for me to take in. And honestly, I'll probably need to read this at least two more times before I can fully reap the benefits of everything in this text. But that's the beauty of having it so that I can return to it um, and have the support to take risks when learning something new like this. The last thing I just want to mention, and I'm sorry, Stacy, I know you listened to my last one, so you don't have to listen to this whole thing. I know it's long. I'm windy. But I just, I love, I love stepping away from the teacher-centered scaffolding. And, and theory, I mean, in a bigger picture, I kind of just, I don't want to be the center of attention in my classroom as the teacher. I don't like the old, you know, adage, I guess you could say, that the teacher is the all-knowing, all-powerful being in the classroom, because that's just not me. I don't desire to have dominion over my students. They're teenagers. That's weird. I want my goal as an educator is to help prepare my students to exist in this world and its and, and the world's advancements when they are no longer in my classroom. And I want them to know how to make their voice heard. I want them to know how they can respond to the thoughts and feelings and ideas of other people. And this is how I think we can do this the most effectively. Um, we are writing teachers and it's all about voice and empathy and the different ways we can do that. And um, saying that one is more valid or more appropriate than the other, that, you know, a perfectly MLA formatted research paper is more important than a TikTok where we have activists speaking out about the injustices of the world saying that 
the former is more appropriate and better than the latter, I'm not into that anymore. I haven't been for a while. I think I've known this stuff for a while, but now, now we're getting into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Um, obviously I watch TikTok. Um, we're getting into the real meat and potatoes of changing the face of education, especially in the, (coughs) excuse me, ELA world. One day I'll learn how to edit that out. Um, and so I just look at all these things, these resources, the, you know, the, the toolkit and it's so much, but it's so exciting and to have a space where I can try stuff like what I'm doing right now out, that's awesome. And I'm just very grateful in this moment. And I'm very overwhelmed, and you can tell. But I just think it's an amazing thing. And decentering myself, centering the learning, the growth, the students, the writing, I'm all about it. And I'm all about these resources and the scaffolding. And these ways of planning that have been laid out in front of me. Because it's really daunting to start something new. Um, And I just think that, you know, this was a great resource to give us. And like I said, I need need more time with it. But I wanted to touch on a few things today. But also express my gratitude and get a little practice in with this way of communicating. Um, I feel like I haven't done enough. But that's my brain. That's who I am. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to get some dinner. And I'm going to have some me time. And then I'm going to revisit some of this tomorrow. And I'm going to think a little more about how I can incorporate this thinking going forward with the rest of this class. Thank you, thank you, as always, for listening. I have fun with it, as you can tell. And you can definitely tell my mental state right now. I'm chaotic. But that's human nature. (laughs) It's just who I am.